You're listening to the Fat Dude Digs Flicks Movie Podcast Network. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Merry Christmas from Fat Dude Digs Flicks, and here's the naughtiness. Is up, everybody. This is Andy, the resident fat dude of Fat Dude Digs Flicks, coming to you recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And it is time for an all new episode of Let's Talk About. Uh, if this is your first time here, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Let's Talk About is a podcast where I am joined by a guest to discuss their life their loves, their their passions, the thing that makes them them, uh, and then a movie that has had an impact on them. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. This is a little little Christmas bonus for you. Uh, a little, little present under your tree. Uh, you know, just because why not? Why not? What, what better way to celebrate the holidays uh, than to listen to a podcast, right? Uh, this is the... Uh, the Naughty List miniseries where I am diving into movies uh, that I don't particularly care for. Some uh, I hate more than others. This one, this t t today's movie is interesting because I don't hate it. Uh, I used to hate it, but re-watching it, you'll come to find that I didn't hate it. But I feel like it's not good. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know, it's kind of annoying, kind of obnoxious, uh, and not something that I, I'm going to put in my routine, but talking with my guest this week, uh, dear friend of mine, uh, host of the, oh my gosh, why did I, why did I, Human Dads, I almost forgot the name. I would have I would have felt like a real shithead. Uh, the host of the Human Dads podcast, uh, Brad Reddick, um, is here to discuss this movie. Uh, last I think it was like a year year and a half ago, Brad was on the show for the first time, uh, reconnecting with a good friend of mine from high school, um, and just awesome to chat with him again. So we will talk about Christmas traditions and our featured movie of the week. So. Go pop your popcorn. Go grab your soft drink. Or maybe maybe today, a cup of hot cocoa. Uh, maybe get some Christmas cookies or candy. I don't know. Do what, uh, do what you want to do. Uh, but then sit back, relax, and let's talk about Christmas with the Cranks. All right, everyone, welcome to Let's Talk About, and I am thrilled uh, to have a return guest on the show. Now, last time he was here, you got to have the whole, like, sweet, sentimental moment of reconnecting with a friend. Well, we've already had that, and now he's just, now it's just family again. It's just, it's just a return to the family. Uh, Brad Reddick, co-host of Human Dads Podcast in the house. Brad, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. We uh, managed to have all that pre-show talk, and neither one of us thought to say, "Hey, man, how are you?" So, I know. 
thank you for asking. I'm happy to be here. I'm doing well. Uh, how are you? I am doing very well. Uh, we we had uh, what I think is like typical like older guy conversation. Oh yeah, we talked we talked a little bit about the weather. Uh, yeah. Talked about the housing situation, <laughs> weather, uh, housing markets, highways. <laughs> Anything is... going on with your back, your neck? Okay, yes. How's your back. It's terrible. Yeah, right. It's right, terrible. right now, I'm already I can, sitting in this chair in the position I am. That was I was telling you before we started recording. I need the boom arm. I just felt it kick in where I was like, I, I'm not going to be able. I'm going to have to figure out a way here to get yeah. comfortable because the uh, back is already acting up. The the point of life where now a lot of my conversations involve me shifting in my chair. <laughs> like that's where I'm at. It's like, oh, hold on, give me just a second here. Uh, yeah, it's funny that you said that because I finished today was day seven of steroids for my back because I like pulled a muscle mm. or something mm. and. uh yeah, so we're hoping that that like kind of staves off more trouble. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, but... the, the the crazy thing, and it seems like you're dealing with it uh, worse than I am right now. But I'm not joking. I do have a current yeah. back injury going on, and the way that I know it happened because I'm old is because I was doing the physically exerting activity of looking down to make a sandwich. <laughs> I was standing at my counter, which is regular counter height. Yeah. And I didn't have to, you know, contrary to what a lot of people might be thinking now, if they're listening, it wasn't really heavy lunch meat. It was regular weight lunch meat. I wasn't like normal slice. Yeah. I wasn't pulling the whole turkey over to like a deli slicer. (laughs) It was just a half pound Ziploc bag from Whole Foods about to pull it out of there, look down to address the sandwich. And my back was like, ah, ah, nope. ah. do that Bend anymore. Knees if you're going to make a sandwich. Don't you... even think about adding roast beef to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I uh, took the dog out to go to the bathroom and oh, stepped, do down, stepped down off the stair. Uh-huh. And the dog like, just like pulled a little bit. Uh-huh. And that little pull was like, good night. <laughs> my, yeah. my, my my right side was like, I think we're done. I think 41 years is enough. Let's let's clock out now. Yeah, I'm uh, not uh, no hyper, no hyperbole. I'm not trying to just be encouraging for the sake of encouraging. Yeah. I'm fairly certain we've had the exact same thing happen. Yeah, yeah. Just just a ridiculous life. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why it's really nice to talk to you, Brad, uh, because then I feel like I, I feel like I'm transported back to a different time. We're both old. And uh, yeah. at least from uh, the let's talk about it shows that I listen to, it does seem like you do talk to young people. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say young, but younger yeah. uh, than us. So right. Uh, hopefully they're not listening right now, uh, uh, putting their fake finger bang gun to their head as they yep. listen to old two old people talk about sandwich and sandwiches and dogs uh, causing back problems. But uh, like that's, that's what you have to look forward to. Yeah. Get off the microphone, old man. <laughs> Do yoga. That's right. Do, don't underestimate the value of a good stretch. <laughs> yeah, seriously, take your vitamins. So, how other than uh, back pain and sandwich mishaps, like how's everything going? Like it's been, it's been like a year since you've been on the show. But like, when was that? Do you remember? My wife was, was like, I don't it, even remember. We did. Was it a year or two ago? 
it was like a year and a half. It was like middle okay. of last year that we chatted. So okay. it's been it's been a little while, but we've like, you know, messaged a little bit back and forth on social sure. media. Uh, but it's nice to have this this conversation. So what all has been going on? Like, I know that that Human Dads is still like the still Human Dads thing, podcast still is still going. Uh, Shouts out to my guys, Jason and Rylan, if they listen. And then, uh, of course, if anybody who sees that I post this happens to also listen to this show uh, because of human dads, shout out to you and thank you for doing so. Uh, we're good, man. You know, living regular life. Like I was, I was trying to complain to you about how it's about to get so cold down here that people don't know how to act. And then you explained to me that it's negative two and snow on the ground where you're at. And it's currently 45 and it's going to be, you know, below freezing for like, I don't know, 40 hours yeah. uh this weekend and people aren't going to handle it well uh which i know seems absolutely insane uh to anybody listening from your area but uh regardless of how insane it sounds it is the truth mm-hmm. people are about to freak out uh and we don't even have any i think there is a what's called a wintry mix which you guys mm-hmm. might look at as like um uh, you know a little bit of uh like if a giant spit in the air that's yeah. my what, what you guys might consider it like uh, for us. It's going to be, you know, the reason that everybody is outside taking pictures and then uh, the other reason that uh, people are praying that their power stays on. So, right. Um, for, for us, a wintry mix is like, oh, thank God, some traction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can still see the ground. This is yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's funny. Every time I think about like Texas in the winter time, uh, I remember I, I went, I flew to Omaha from Texas, uh, one Christmas or like New Year and then mm. flew back. And so I was at the airport and I had to take a taxi from the airport back to our apartments at the time. And the taxi cab hit a small, like the, the roads weren't super bad. But the taxi spun off the road, and so I had to wait for another taxi to come pick me up. And I was just like, this is, I just came from somewhere where it was like near blizzard conditions, and I'm in Texas, and again, nobody knows. Everybody loses their minds. Yeah, people don't understand. That's the other part of it, too, is it doesn't really snow down here. What you get is like wet condensation while it's below, or wet uh, precipitation while it's below freezing so that wintry mix just turns into ice yeah we don't get like it's rare that we get snow it's more common that we just get ice on mm-hmm. our uh on our meant to be 105 degree weather roads yeah so yeah. you just get like these hockey rinks once you know it's 30 degrees for two days in a row and then you get that wintry mix and people from where your neck of the woods are looking around like this isn't what are are you kidding like i don't even have to clear my driveway for this and the reality is like once you get up on an overpass or 75 degree highway like it's just a blanket of ice Mm -hmm. yep and on a hill like if you don't take that hill like (laughs) at full speed you're gonna slide it's just ice it's just yeah you know my dad's from alaska my guy my dad's got plenty of uh uh experience driving in the snow he will tell you don't drive in this stuff that hits the ground down here it's not snow yeah just it's yeah just a mess like just a mess uh kind of kind of segueing with that like you guys don't get like you said you don't get the white christmas but but christmas is you know quickly coming upon us what is like I, I can't really even remember exactly what Christmas in Texas feels like because it's it's cold, but there is a lack of snow. But yet you don't remember still that 
you don't remember when we were like 14, 14 years old? What was that? That's middle school for us. So probably I want to say our eighth grade year. Yeah. Yeah. At okay. Delay. At delay middle school. You don't remember it was like 92 for Christmas. <laughs> that sounds about right. The mo the like the biggest memory I have of delay is that my first day of school there, right after moving into town, I had to walk to school in a rainstorm. So I walk into the building, <laughs> just soaked, just soaked. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous because you walked from your house that i knew you grew up in no live? no oh, I, oh. we lived in an apartment right when we moved to texas oh okay so, yeah. there you go i was about to say so that's was, a it's a hell of a walk a, that you pulled off there quite the jaunt <laughs> <laughs> no you know christmas uh, the weather is always uh leaves people wanting because there's you know a ton of people especially in this area are not from texas and they move mm-hmm. down here for the weather but then when it comes Christmas time, you do want it to be cool, cold or cool or, you know, maybe at least a hint of snow. And it seems like what we usually get is, you know, a high potential of 82. I think last year it was 80 on Christmas, if I wow. remember correctly. Uh, so kids were out jumping on the trampoline and, you know, parents are, you know, begrudgingly, you know, enjoying the nice weather. But then being like, it hey, sure would be Nice if it was like 39 degrees right now, but, uh, yeah. you know, hot cocoa still tastes good in 80 degree weathers and, and uh, the presents are still cool. So, yeah. What, what is your, like, do you have any kind of family traditions now for, for Christmas? Cause you know, you're a, you're a dad, you're a husband, like you've got this whole kind of life. Do you guys make anything super special out of Christmas? This is I'm going to speak into the microphone so people I'm going to get real close here. I don't know yeah. if that's overmodulated for you, no, but that's, uh, that's good. This is the first year that stupid elf has come into our house. Oh no. Are you familiar with the elf? Oh yeah. The one that sits on the shelf. Yeah. And oh, I've always, I've always been against the elf because I don't want to encourage the surveillance state and the mindset that, that uh, needs to be cultivated and in order to encourage children to accept surveillance so that adults will accept surveillance. I've never wanted the elf in the home because the elf is an agent of uh, the Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds innocent to a lot of people, but I think it's conditioning us to be okay with being watched all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I made a decree when the elf entered our home on December 2nd this year if this elf is going to be here, it's just going to be about trouble and fun. And um, I don't know if people understand maintaining that level of trouble and fun for your children to be entertained for or on day 17. Yeah. You, you start running out of ideas. <laughs> the well starts to run dry. Just you, you stop. Want you get to like eleven o'clock at night, and you're like, "Oh shit, what's the elf gonna do?" <laughs> uh so that's happened. Yeah. Uh we we had to go take a picture with Santa the other day, and that was uh, because Grandma took the kids to a, a little Christmas fair. They had already seen Santa once at uh, the Christmas fair and took a picture with Santa. It's not like your traditional Santa visit. It was more like Santa was just kind of hanging out at this little festival thing. And so they kind of yeah. like just popped a pic with Santa real quick. Right. Sure. But then we had the, you know, professional camera set up where you go tell Santa what you want and everything. And uh, the idea that the, the six year old was going to have to see two Santas as he put it 
uh, brought about a full-blown meltdown. So that was, uh, that was fun. He, he was not, I don't, I don't understand what this dude's deal is, but he was not jazzed about seeing Santa twice. (laughs) He was, uh, he was, he was, again, he was, you know, brought to tears at the idea of having to see Santa two times. How was how um, was the first one? Like, was the first one okay? Did he did he the get the first one? Like first I said, time? it was a casual. Like he just walked yeah, up yeah. and like oh, everybody's like, "There's Santa," and so my mom pops a a cell phone pic. Like sure. that was the extent of it. You're yeah. just like kind of hanging out, and you stumble upon him, and it's. It, I think it was like sixty degrees outside, and we got a full blown Santa here. So they yeah. just took a real a real quick cell phone pic with the Santa. Yeah, this one's no a big bit deal. more traditional mall setup where mm-hmm. you go. Stand in line, which, by the way, you talk about traditions. We, we, the one of the things that has changed. Did you, do you remember going to see Santa when you were younger? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You would just go stand in the line. And mm-hmm. when it was your turn, it was your turn. Yep. I don't know what geniuses came up with the idea that you need to book reservations now, right? Which, again, on, on its face, I'm like, are you serious? But then once you go do it, you're like, okay. Give me the 15 minute window of showing up in the reservation and being done with this whole thing in like 20 to 25 minutes versus the when I remember going to as a kid, we would go to Vista Ridge Mall. I don't know if that's one of your memories. I felt like we stood there for like 17 days. Yeah. Waiting for our turn to see Santa. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But that's my memory. It was a long time. Like, I think, I think at the point when we had moved to, to Texas, like I was out of my sit on Santa's lap phase, Certainly. but, but yeah. Matt may have been, my brother may have been, there you and go. I think we did. Yeah. And I think we did this, the Santa sit for him um, when we moved to Texas. But I do remember from, you know, uh, my, my, my younger days in Kansas city, like that was like at Antioch mall, it was just sitting there forever just waiting and waiting and then the line moves up a little bit and you're like oh we're getting close getting closer we've moved up about an inch and Mm. it's just like oh we're getting there we're getting there just a little bit longer just a little bit longer and then you finally get there and santa smells like tobacco and it's just like oh yes kansas city santa claus ready to rock I w- Kansas City Santa Claus sounds like a a wonderful like euphemism for something. I don't know what. It could be a crime. It could be a fun thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh but something uh, for a for a 17-year-old audience, 18-year-old audience. Yeah, I have no idea. Like <laughs> maybe like uh Halloween meets Christmas that we're right. going to the Kansas City Santa Claus like <laughs> um Antioch Mall sounds like such a mall name one i wonder if it's still in business and two surely we're not ever going to be naming anything antioch anything anyway like it just sounds like you just said we went to the dollar general in like 1896 when you said antioch (laughs) mall So exactly what it felt like. <laughs> you know uh, what I'm saying? Like, you're absolutely right. It is done. Like I think Antioch Mall is completely gone. Uh like I think uh there there was even a movie theater like across the street from it, like the Antioch Twin Dunzo. Like it's just Oh yeah, all, and then you went gone. from like a- a- Antioch uh, Mall to if you go right across from that, there was Pilgrim Square. And, <laughs> <laughs> and there used to be a real cool shake joint there or like a malt shop. The old Shit Mayflower going. yard next yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's weird to get old, Brad. It's weird to get older and just think about like the different things that you never even like 
never even rationalize in your brain or or think about like the naming of these different places in your brain. And then like, you know, 20 years down the road, there was a grocery store called Bob's IGA. <laughs> what? 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 What is this? Uh, speaking of getting old, one of the things that's weird about getting old is it happened so fast because the mm-hmm. movie that we're going to talk about, the the Christmas with the Cranks, I don't know if I kill your format here, but no, that's good. It was it was from 2004, which to me doesn't feel that long ago. But, but looking back at it, one you couldn't make that movie anymore, and mm-hmm. I think that's a sign of how fast time moves, and that time moving so fast makes old feel even more deranged. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's anything like explicitly problematic with this. I mean, there's a couple of things, but there's right. not it, it's not like looking at it, at it with like 2022 eyes. It's overtly anything. Yeah. I just don't think it's a, uh, a sensibility that anybody is clamoring to have represented yeah. anymore. Does yeah. that make sense? complete and total sense yeah it's it is probably one of the least offensive uh movies i've watched like during this naughty list series uh but i don't think you would make this movie again just because it's i think the sentiment of it is something that there you go i was i said sensibility sentiment is a wonderful way to capture what i was trying to say excellent yeah, wouldn't revisit that. Well, we'll we'll dive into the movie here in just a minute because uh, I don't want to I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to talk to you. Um, Obviously, like, I want to I want to talk to you by um, all means. So, like, I, I kind of want to go back to your 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 son having such a struggle with Santa Claus. Like, I, I is it the do you think it's the pressure? Do you think it's the pressure of like having to be here at this this photo shoot and having to say what he wants for Christmas? Like, is that part of it, or is it just the fear of this stranger who is like, you know, kind of this imposing figure? Um, huh, that's a good question because I do. It takes me a second to tune in sometimes to my processing of an incident that with the kids is you know not necessarily 100% uh, correct because it's not their perspective and so your immediate reaction is to be like dude we're going to see Santa and you don't want to see Santa so you just like frustration and like negative emotions are what you immediately feel and so because you're feeling those it's it it, it like clouds you from being able to finish out the rest of the perspective so once i like collected my and it's not like i lost my uh proverbial crap but once i collected myself from the incredulity of like what we're not seeing we're not seeing santa like once i got past that part i was like okay is there something that's actually bothering him is he nervous about having to do this does he not want to go stand in line is there something i'm missing here and the best i could gather is that i had given a little bit of a like heads up to uh uh to Hey, we're gonna have kind of a little surprise thing in in a in a little bit. So this was Saturday morning, and I said at the time, "Hey, here in a little bit, you guys are gonna go need to get dressed. You might need to put something nice on because we've got kind of a surprise going on." Right? One of the cool things that they do with all of these like um, uh, experiences now is that they want all of your information. They want your email. They want your phone number. They want all of that stuff. And the ways to get it is to offer you some sort of small repeatable service right Mm -hmm. and so this particular one you can download an app you can schedule a phone call with santa claus and personalize it to be to be 
made whenever you want. So like yeah. I set it up to where our we were going to go see Santa at like noon. So uh, the the phone call would come in at 11 o'clock and it's Santa talking to your kids with a personalized message that you're just going and answering questions and entering in the variables on the script. Yeah. Right. And then they call and Santa talks to the kids for like a minute and a half. Sure. All right. And yeah. so I said, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And I had given him the idea that it was a surprise. So then when he finds out that we're going to see Santa, I don't think that rated enough on the surprise scale <laughs> because he had seen Santa at the festival already. Mm -hmm. And I think he thought we were going to like a nice sit down lunch or yeah. like something more eventful and cool. So there was a, a heartbreak element to where it was like, mm. maybe if I tell you I'm not really into this, I don't need to see Santa twice. Maybe you'll change the plans to do that cool thing that I was hoping it was. Right. And, uh, you know, it goes back to another instance of you thinking like, do I give, do we give our kids too much? But it's possible we give our kids <laughs> too much if, if we're going to reject a Santa visit because they wanted to go to a nice sit down lunch, but <laughs> we ended up going and then we did go to, you know, grab a burger afterwards and it turned out to be great. But sometimes he's very much the one that you have to tell, look, dude, yeah. here's what it is. We got two choices. We're going to sit at home and be sad about this, or we're going to go see Santa Claus. Yeah. Anything other than those two choices, I'm sorry, it's not on the menu today. Yeah. And so, obviously, we get yeah. the, okay, we'll go see Santa Claus, and we get past it all. And by the end of the afternoon, he's saying it's the best day ever. We were at the burger joint after seeing Santa. Another Santa just rolls up on us while we're eating cheeseburgers. <laughs> just just rolls up like, hey, I'm going to be over there in the courtyard popping picks if y'all want to come through. I think I bought my I brought my buddy the Grinch. We're going to do a song together. Like it's just a, like it was a complete random situation where it like yeah. went from there's too much Santa in our lives to where no, there really is too much Santa <laughs> in our lives. And he was like all over it. <laughs> Kind of wonder if it would be like the opposite, where it's like this kid is like, who the who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> right? Like I was, what? I was kind. You kind of want like when I saw him walking up to our table while we, because you know this guy's going around this area of businesses. We're like in this little courtyard area that's got like restaurants surrounding it, right? And I saw him coming up, and I was like, dude, don't come over here. You might be blowing the spot up. Because I thought that he was gonna be like. Bro, we just saw you at the mall. What are you doing at the hamburger place? I've got some questions now. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I thought we're going to have to have that conversation. And instead, he was like, no, I'm about to do this collab with the Grinch if y'all want to come see us. And we walk over there, and the Grinch pulls his head, head off. And it was, he, you know, the Grinch has got like a real lifelike mask thing. And the Grinch whips his head off and starts wrestling with a teenager. And it, it went to a whole nother level of like... What the hell is going on here? And I'm just wondering, like, I'm trying to, like, process this through a six-year-old's head. And he went from not wanting to see second Santa to not only seeing second Santa and getting a picture, then seeing third Santa. And third Santa introduced the Grinch and said, I'm going to be hanging out with the Grinch. And then when we go to see the Grinch, we're literally, like, 40 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. The Grinch rips off his masks and just starts wrestling suddenly you're at survivor series <laughs> you know it's just like hey let's just let's just turn to let's just yeah i think they're busy there are yeah. there are, let's just go guys yeah 
we'll call it a day. No, no, dad, this is awesome. This is what I wanted to do the whole time. Like the, the, the second Santa was not as cool as the third Santa. Yeah, seriously. It, I, it turned out to be great and fun, but I was same as you. I was thinking like, there's no way this kid's going to keep dealing with all these Santas coming up. Yeah. He can't just go everywhere and Santa be everywhere and him not yeah. start to have some questions. Be like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to believe here. <laughs> I don't know what this is all about. Uh, did the picture, did, did the, 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 the pictures end up okay? They did, man. They're at the age yeah. where they know what a camera and a picture is now. Uh, they're little hams for a camera. We have uh, with the, my same with my son, we have a like a three or four year progression of like you know when you're a baby they don't care if somebody's holding when they're a tiny baby he's born in November so in December he's like six weeks old right so his first picture like he's barely even present right because yeah. he's six weeks old the second year he's uh, like a year old and if you give a one year old baby to a stranger they're going to lose their ass most of the time and he mm-hmm. lost his shit like he's yeah. crying and then again when he's two crying and when he's three he's kind of putting it together and then finally when he's four you can watch the progression of him being like okay cool yeah. this, we're this, all right this is what happens <laughs> we, we got it uh, but yeah they they were good I will say the, the Santa at the mall that we went to I yeah. know nobody from Willow Bend Mall in Plano is going to be listening. You need to upgrade your Santa. Yeah, we need an improvement there. It's not. It's not a good Santa. He was lame. He was like a an elf when he's like, "You're not the real Santa." Yeah, that's what you would say. You're not the real Santa. Yeah. Was there was was casual Santa? Was he probably the best out of all of them? The the Papa cell phone pick Santa. Uh. No, he kind of sucked too because he came up with like a regular like PTA dad voice. Oh. He's just like, hi guys, I'm Santa. Hey, how's everybody doing? You guys, did you buy your t-shirts for the raffle yet? And That that Santa Claus is from El Paso, not from the North Pole. You look like maybe Santa on keto, you know? (laughs) Like Santa with a carb tracker, which is bullshit in my opinion, but... uh, No you know. cookies, just bacon. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he just is like, uh, I'm really into protein, Santa. <laughs> You're lucky. Today I had an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a. He looks like a Santa that like plays racquetball on the weekends. It was I thought. It's I it's set, the setting is is everything, and then he yeah. came into a, a hamburger joint when you're not expecting him. Okay, I got it. You're Santa, but like if I were to just see that guy. Or it would be like, hey, buddy, take the Santa off. It's not Halloween. Yeah. Quit, quit yeah. doing a costume. Yeah, this isn't. This is you're not an official Santa Claus. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get that stamp of approval. Uh, Have a outside of, <laughs> yeah, just eat something, man. Come on. Uh, outside of the uh, the uh, uh, Santa Claus experience, are you a are you a Christmas light like Christmas movies, Christmas songs type family, or is that something where it's kind of like you know maybe every once in a while, or, or what's the What's the holiday season routine for you guys? Uh, you asked earlier to answer both these questions. You asked answer, oh, sure. er, earlier if we have any traditions. We do go all out in terms of like decorating around the house. Molly, yeah. my wife, goes crazy. It looks like a winter wonderland in here. There's stuff hanging from the ceiling. There are three trees in this home. There is garland along the uh, borders of uh, the walls. Uh, there's multiple areas that have been decorated in the home each kid has a christmas tree in their room we got multiple eight foot 
seven foot, ten foot inflatables in the front yard, Christmas lights lining the sidewalk, garland everywhere, and it, it we got a like a five foot polar bear greeting you at the door that's all lit up right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to make any of my uh, Santa cynicism translate to we don't do Christmas in this house. That is not what I'm trying to say here. So in terms of Christmas movies, we're typically like, I don't know, November 1st, probably start doing our our initial searches of like, what are we going to watch? And by this time of year, it's like if everybody is all in the same room at one time, it's like, what Christmas movie are we watching? We watched... uh, what did we watch yesterday? Fred Claus. We watched Fred sure. Claus last night. Um, so, yeah, we all of the I don't want to say classics because they don't really get into what we thought of as like mm-hmm. showing them. You talk about getting old, Andy. Oh, showing oh, break my, my children, showing my children black and white miracle on 34th Street. They would ask me if this was like during the Civil War. That's like they would ask me, like, did people have cars? Like they, like <laughs> their their idea of what the eighties are is like nineteen ten. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned. I I almost want to pull my daughter in here, and if you ask her if there were toilets in the nineteen eighties, she's <laughs> nine years old. I don't know if she would confirm that there were toilets in the 1980s. Like she, they call us growing up the olden days. Like she's told me, like back in the 80s in the olden days. Oh, oh I don't like it. So, like yeah, I, It's a Wonderful like it. Life, Miracle on 34th Street, A Christmas mm. Story, like all of the things we think of as classics. They would be like, it looks in there. What they're trying to tell you is that it doesn't frame out well in HD mm-hmm. on our nice 65 inch HD TV. Yeah. Right. They're trying to tell you like the, that it doesn't look right. It doesn't look good in the letterbox, uh, lower uh, resolution picture. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. so they'd be like, I don't like to watch movies that look like this. That's the way they think of those movies. Oh, oh it hurts. It hurts. It like hurts. if you go to put on something before like 08 that yeah. doesn't translate to the <laughs> modern looking film experience for them, they yeah. automatically notice like, oh, this looks like one of those. We don't like it when it looks mm. like that. It looks different, Dad. Can you make it change? Can oh, you get it? And no. you're like, dude, that's that's you're you're gonna ruin it. <laughs> they didn't update this to 4K. I don't know. We don't you got to deal with the fuzz. Yeah, we don't need to see the flow motion from 1934. <laughs> Trust but, yeah. me, just Jimmy Stewart has wrinkles. Just <laughs> yeah, believe exactly. Me. <laughs> so you could all we watch is a bunch of like uh, what I would consider like Hillary Duff is like throwback for them. Like they are watching the the Hillary Duff Cinderella, and that was like, oh, this is like a 15 year old movie, and they think of that as like. That's like the heyday of like, like they look back on that the way we would look back at like Molly Ringwald. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's insane to me. Right. How do you reckon with that? (laughs) How do you like, and I think, I think I ask because I am not, I am not a dad uh, except to pets. So we don't get to have that repartee uh, (laughs) with a little back and forth about actors and actresses. But how do you reckon with that? 
the way I reckon with it is that it would be insane if they didn't, if they thought otherwise, right? Sure. They sure. have tablets. Each of them have tablets. One has yeah. an iPad that, you know, she can access anything. In the, I mean, it's got all the controls and everything on it. But, you know, an iPad can connect you to the world, mm -hmm. right? And the other one has like a tablet that's like a kid's lock tablet. It's basically only got kids content on it. But even that said, they have at their fingertips um not just the amount of content but the the concept that you can watch anything mm -hmm. in a way that we could never have perceived of at a similar age right yeah yeah we our concept of what you could watch if we wanted to watch something that was not on TV was the video shelf that sat next to the television mm -hmm. right and that was only, that was like what 3 feet tall 3 feet wide Yep. And so that was your concept of choice. Right. Their concept of choice. If you just look at the content that has come out in the last 18 months yeah. uh, aimed at them. Right. Yeah. And the concept of I could just pull up whatever. And there's always new stuff coming out. My six-year-old watches kids Netflix. Like it's sure. a kid's profile. Right. So you, you can't see everything. But he like he'll come out to me. Hey, you know, the new Sonic's dropping on the 15th. Right. <laughs> and that's just like one thing. Yeah. But he does that for like 17 things. Yeah. Like every other week he's, hey, you know, there's a new Paw Patrol and this time they're adding ninjas in it. Like you're like, OK, yeah, cool. it's going to be I forget the way he refers to it. He's like, it's going to be real life. It's not going to be fake. And that to him is the designation between live action. Oh, and sure animation okay and even then it's not really live action they just are able to make you know animation look realistic yeah it's Man. it's still a digital creation but like that's how i reckon with the idea that like they can't look back and have a uh, a well-rounded concept of what we were watching the mm -hmm. idea that's so many generations back yeah. even when people say you know when we were younger in 1994, if we looked back 15 years, that was 1979, right? Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's your, I don't know, urban cowboy. That's John Travolta's like a yeah. heartthrob, right? When yeah. in 1994, we could look at John Travolta on Oprah and be like, that dude used to be like the, you know, uh, teen heartthrob for everybody. And that seems wild. Yeah. But we had like a fixed amount of generations in there and a fixed amount of film cycles in that 15 years. And yes, 79 to 94, maybe video makes things a little bit different. But yeah. the difference there is negligible when compared to the difference between what they have access to and what we had access to looking back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And it's 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 funny because it's like the advent of streaming has, you know, it's it's widened the opportunity but limited the scope. I don't know if that makes sense because it's like – the you're, scope you're, is so much more powerful in in garnering your attention and telling you where to look. Yeah, and it's all you know new. We want to push for new content, new stuff, new stuff. Netflix is making this. Amazon Prime is making this. Disney Plus is making this. That all of the stuff that came before gets pushed further and further out out outside. My son looks at old now, and his spectrum of old at six years old is Dragon Ball has been making content for like. I think close to 25 years, over 20 yeah. years now, 
something like that. And he can tell you when he's watching the ones from 04 because they look weird. He'll be like, these are the old ones. And that's like from 04, 05. And he wants to be watching the ones that are like from 2017. Mm. And it mm. looks completely different, right? The, yeah. the, anima- the animation is so much more refined and and right. looks so much more crisp and clear. And that's 15 years of stuff that you and I weren't even into on either side of that spectrum. Maybe yeah. you knew about it in 04 and you could pay attention to it and you, you, you know, you could have a conversation about it, but right. it's not maybe something that you were into and yeah. something you weren't even into because it happened too old for you yeah. is now old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has so many generations that a whole li- lifetime of people have grown up on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a six-year-old can tell you, that one is nice and new and looks pretty, and these are old. Yeah. I was 24 years old. What do you mean it's old, dude? That was like yesterday. <laughs> right? Oh, God. It was just a couple days ago. What are you doing to me? Stop. Stop ruining my life. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, we're gonna. this is going to be the worst segue of all, Brad. But talking about life ruining, let's let's go to our movie of the week. No, no, that's too that's far too dramatic. Uh, our movie of the week for this week's episode of the Naughty List uh, is Christmas with the Cranks. In this friendly little town, there lived an enchanting family named the Cranks. Every year, they would celebrate Christmas together. Merry Christmas! Until the year their daughter Blair left for the holidays. This won't be the same. Then, Luther got a brilliant idea. We skip Christmas. We'll go bask in the Caribbean sun. We skip Christmas? What's up? No Christmas Eve party? Run away from Christmas, huh? A lot of the neighbors are pretty upset. They do not get frosty. So I want to, I, I think what I'll do this time is I'm going to just kind of lay my stuff out there first because I didn't hate this one rewatching it, which is definitely good. Uh, you know, if, if I, but, but on, on, uh, on the other side of the scale, uh, the movie I watched before it was the boondock saints and I flat out hate like just loathe and detest the boondock saints. But this one, this one Hold wasn't on real so, quick. Yeah. I don't want to take us all the way out. Are you telling me that if I rewatch the boondock saints, I'm not going to be into it. You're not, you're going to hate it. You're going to, it's shocking. I know. <laughs> the first time I did this, uh, we did rounders and we both, you know, as grownups look back yeah. and we're like, yeah, that doesn't, uh, I get it. I understand why we like, right. why we liked it. And we don't, you know, we're not here to, uh, shit. What's his name? Brian Koppelman. Uh, yeah. Not here to shit on him. He certainly made a name off of Rounders, and you know the Matt Damon and the Ed Norton, uh, wonderful actors, great. Yeah. But the movie doesn't hold up. You're telling me that would be the case for Boondock Saints? Because again, I don't mean to sidetrack here, but we just watched Snatch like a month ago. Yeah. Still loved it. Yeah, holds up. Snatch is great. Uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, also fantastic. Like, but Boondock Saints, no, no. No, I'm watching but, it but, this weekend. But I will say this: I didn't really like it back then. Like I, I kind of had a like 
I, I didn't care for it even back when it would like came out on video. It, for me back then, it was Pantheon. Like it was, yeah. it was up there. Everybody, was, everybody loved yeah. it. Everybody loved it. You talk about Lock, Stock, and Snatch. Like it, it's up there. Memento. Yeah. Like it was up there with all of my. These are my movies that define my existence as a you know angsty twenty two year old. Like yeah. I love Boondock Saints. Try it. Try it. At, try it at forty something. Okay. <laughs> just, just give it a give it a shot. I have a feeling like within the first few minutes you'll be like, yep, <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested. Uh, to, I'm interested uh, that you said that. Yeah, I want to I want to hear. I want to hear what you have to think. I'll, I'll uh, text you. Yeah, please do. But Christmas with the cranks. So, this was kind of like <laughs> it's funny because I put the open call out because I made my list of movies that I was going to cover and I was trying to find people who like movies that I didn't like. And you messaged me about this one and you were like, well, "I don't I don't love this movie, but I definitely don't hate it." So, I'd be willing to talk about this. We watch it every Christmas and I'm like, how? How do you how do you watch this one every Christmas? So, like, is is this one of the 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 um uh I guess routine movies that you'll watch every year? Like, is this something that you'll make sure that that gets played in the Nove- November December like time frame for you guys? Definitely. I think yeah. if there was a point in time, let's call it uh, mid two thousands, I was probably going to get this movie confused with the Ben Affleck movie where he moves in with James Gandolfini. Mm. There was a time. Uh, in history where I thought this was basically the same movie Christmas with the cranks and uh, stealing Christmas, stealing Christmas. There there we go. I thought this was the same movie for quite some time. It took quite a while for me to get that untangled. Right. But around about when you could start typing in anything you wanted to watch on your TV, which coincides with my daughter being one or two years old, we just started to, go to your prime video and generically type in Christmas movies. Right. And uh, since that happened, there is a round of similar time frame movies, uh, uh, maybe even dipping back a little bit further. Uh, another Tim Allen vehicle that springs to mind is the Santa Claus franchise. Yeah. Um, uh, which by the way, that's just now occurring to me that that's a, a hell of a juxtaposition. You talk about typecasting. Yeah, right. And I guess he is like uh, in both of those like crotchety dad. Yeah. But yeah. one, one, he's like, you know, Santa Claus mm-hmm. and and then goes on to be Santa Claus for the rest of the franchise. But then they, they, they weren't like around a similar time frame. Like, hey, you know who we could take? We could take Santa Claus and say he doesn't want to be part of Christmas. <laughs> Nobody was like, that's a bridge too far. We're <laughs> <laughs> There's no such typecasting that existed in this scenario. It's very strange yeah. now that I think about it. But no, that's that's what happened is when the streaming platforms opened up and you could just search Christmas movies, it would pop up on Netflix or it would pop up on Prime Video. And that started us watching it. When I I want to say my daughter was probably like two or three years old. So that puts us like uh, 2015-ish. So yeah. we're probably last six or seven years this gets watched around every Christmas. Yeah. What is it that kind of like what hooks you in about this movie? Is it just is it the Tim Allen of it all or or what is it that kind of draws you back to this movie? Uh, you know, I started thinking about what it is that you might ask. And so then you see 
I don't want to say you seemed surprised that I responded, but you were kind of like, oh, okay. And uh, (laughs) so I was like, you know, why do you watch this movie? And I think it has a tremendous amount to do with the setting. Mm -hmm. They created this one street that's supposed to be suburban Chicago. And I don't know if you've looked into this, but this is basically like a a film lot that they built outside of Los Angeles. I want to say that we're Mm -hmm. one. Most of this is filmed where it's just a street. They tried to shop. I went and and I did a little research. They tried to shop for a neighborhood that could pass, but it was just going to be too difficult to capture everything that they wanted to capture. It's a very monotone is the one way to put it, but um, because it's it's multiple color, like it's not dull, but like it is very monoculture. That's what Mm -hmm. I should say. The street is monoculture. Like they all do the same thing. They all put decorations up. They all put snowmen on their uh roofs of their house and so when you get um when you get into the movie and you start seeing the little settings of the small they make it seem like they're they they they're in this small downtown area when they go into the grocery store when they go into uh buy uh christmas uh cards or what have you it seems like it's this small like what we think of as the created Christmas from when we were kids, right? Like there's, I know there are like Christmas towns that are like tourist spots that you could go travel to now uh, as an adult. But as a kid, you just look around and there's Christmas everywhere. And I think this movie does a good idea of capturing that idea of putting Christmas everywhere, Mm -hmm. save for the women's lunch where she is telling her friends that they're not into Christmas this season. I don't know if I'm spoiling how you want to get this out, but there's a scene where she's talking to uh, the desperate housewife who got in trouble, Felicity Huffman. There you go. Jamie Lee Curtis, the mother in the movie, is talking to Felicity Huffman and another what I would call ensemble actress that I cannot remember her name uh, at this point in time. Yeah, Uh, She might even be a comedian, if I remember correctly. But they're in like um, what looks like a... A workplace cafeteria but it's supposed to be this restaurant that they're all gathering at yeah and and the whole movie is like literally christmas everywhere and then they go to have lunch at this place that's literally got one wreath up like 50 feet away from the shot that they're filming <laughs> yeah on on the wall and i went and i looked and that gets listed as a film location it was like the lunch hall of one of the studios where this of was course. filmed so it's got like of the day like it's got like fake looking foliage and palm trees and there's no theme because it looks like a workplace cafeteria yeah which watching it now with my critical eyes talking about it on a podcast i was like this this doesn't film this doesn't fit i wonder if this was like a reshot or something happened here but this location does not fit with the rest of this movie it's like they needed that moment where they have to kind of like drive the plot home from her perspective. And yeah. it's like, they got like, cause I don't think, I don't remember right now, but I don't think Felicity Huffman pops up later on in the movie at all. I don't think the other comedian pops She's up at all. She's supposed to be like this best friend who like yeah. who's saying you have to do your annual Christmas party. What are we going to do if you don't? And then like you said, yeah. you never see her again. And I think you're led to believe later in the movie that all of their regular people who would come to their Christmas party outside, of just their street right. have plans and you yeah. know i get it but to me it it was a weird juxtaposition to see everybody walking around the humans walking around in like christmas sweaters yeah in essentially like the tj max of a cafeteria 
It reminded me of like a hospital cafeteria. Yeah, it I was, was like, like oh, this is very much like a days in cafeteria. Yeah. You know, yeah. we it's the place where you go get a surgery consult and then you want to sit down and have a chicken salad sandwich, maybe grab a coffee real quick. And here's a muffin. That place. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's surrounded by this whole Christmas town. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think that is the thing that this movie does really well is. It, it it's artificial like don't don't get me wrong it's totally artificial but it does feel like there is a genuine like christmasy spirit kind of permeating through the whole thing and i think that makes it where it's like oh well this is this is a nice christmas feeling i feel christmasy watching this uh very much can i mention yeah. another thing that doesn't yeah. match up so like i was talking about the that weird cafeteria doesn't match the rest of the setting yeah do you know what where this movie came from uh was it a john grisham book john grisham wrote a comedic christmas book called skipping, skipping christmas, christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah john grisham <laughs> the client a time to kill the, the rainmaker. <laughs> that man wrote this little kitschy Christmas book. Yeah, the supermarket it bestseller. <laughs> it doesn't make any. It's it's one of his fifty number one New York Times bestsellers. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. I was very surprised to learn this. Yeah, John Grisham had anything to do with wild. this? Just wild. It made me want to go read the book to be like they they had to have like really gotten liberal with their script here. There's no way it matches the book. It's John Grisham. But yeah. then I Wikipedia the book and it's like, no, it's a comedic a comedic Christmas tale about this guy who doesn't want to participate in Christmas. And I was like, well, they can't be that far off if that's the yeah. synopsis. They didn't take that many liberties with the scripts. If that's what you're telling me the book is about, that makes yeah. sense. I was thinking my first thought was like, oh, they missed a murder. They took the murder out. <laughs> right. They, t- they took right. out the Christmas. Skipping Christmas is about a murder that happens, and that person isn't involved He's, in Christmas anymore they, because they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> it ends in a courtroom. Uh, the, the daughter travels abroad coincidentally right after the, you know, yeah. somebody on her street dies skipping Christmas. She yeah. skipped town. Was it her? Was it her drug dealing boyfriend? I don't know, mm. but we got to figure it out. This is what it is. This is where my head went immediately. Better movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I, I forgot that. But, you know, I, every time, because they say skipping Christmas, skipping Christmas throughout the entire movie, like my brain went back and I was like, I remember there was a book called Skipping Christmas. I wonder if this was supposed to originally have been called Skipping Christmas. And it probably was, but because it was associated with the book that John Grisham wrote, Maybe they're like, oh, well, if they see it skipping Christmas and John Grisham's name is all over it, they're going to think it's one thing. But if we call it Christmas with the cranks, it's going to be, you know, this whole different idea of what this movie is supposed to be. Do we think they're called the cranks in the uh, skipping? Surely they're just called like the Jaworskis or something. Right. Right. This is supposed to be like a suburban, a suburb outside of Chicago. Yeah, surely in the book they've got some generic sounding yeah. uh, Chicago area name, mm-hmm. the O'Hares. I don't, I don't like. Right. Sure, they're not called the Cranks. I do think the alliteration is what sells the title, but then Crank has like a connotation mm-hmm. or has like a kind of a pejorative term to it. Uh, 
which I guess they are like looked at as the crazy people. Yeah. In the in the in the movie and in the neighborhood that they're a part of, so that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I thought that was wild finding out that he had anything to do with this whole lexicon or universe. I didn't know he had comedy in his bag. I yeah. just know him as like you said, the rainmaker. Like right, right. This is this is legal thriller he, guy. Like he's a real lawyer from Mississippi. Like I just mm-hmm. assume that was his whole bit. <laughs> I didn't know that he. Yeah. Would write like, a. By the way, I, I like Christmas stories too. Here, yeah. here you go. <laughs> um, what what about this movie? Like we've kind of talked about why you make it tradition and all of that, but what is it like on on this rewatch of your most recent rewatch? You you watched it with a little bit more critical eye, but I'm guessing you're still kind of leaning. You lean positive towards it. What are the things that you really enjoy about it? Like, what's the the standout sequences or standout like characters, themes, things like that? Because I've I've got things that I really enjoyed about this movie that I'll share with you in a minute. But I'm I'm curious to hear your kind of take on that first. Um, you know, the older I get, there's part of me there's there's a duality that exists, right? I want Christmas to be special for my kids. Yeah. And I want this because as adults, you're largely responsible for for that. Like, and it, you know, it's adults like at the school, it's adults at all the functions that you go to, all the parties that you go to. And, and in your home, it's the adults responsible for making that quote unquote Christmas feeling. So yeah. I want all of that. But in watching the movie and and watching it a number of times now, I I also identify with the idea that you're just kind of want to resign from all that it is and not only not not mainly because it's so draining on me that it's really not my uh, wife carries a lot of that load i participate a tremendous amount i don't want to make it seem like uh, there's an imbalance there but one of us we you know we each carry that that uh, obligation to make christmas feel, feel special differently yeah and and so in watching it this year, that was the first year that I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of get being over Christmas. Mm-hmm. The other part of me is still like jackass. Like, yeah, seriously, dude, like your your wife's or your your daughter's going home or going away for like a year and you're just going to be out on Christmas. Like you live on the wrong street. You know, this is not a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like any other, like the the other part that strikes me too is like I know it's two thousand four. You couldn't just send out a text, but the idea that you would go into a workplace and think that you know what I need to do, I need to write a memo (laughs) to everybody in the office and hand Mm -hmm. it out so that they know what my Christmas like. Just don't show up to the Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to be an ass about it. Just don't go. It's not an airline. You don't have to announce your departure. Yeah, like (laughs) just like just be cool, bro. Just don't show up. That's all. That's all it takes. Uh, yeah, I, there was. There's this. Uh, so the, the 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 story changes when. Okay, so basic idea for the movie is this family uh, lives on this really like heavily Christmas celebrating street. Uh, the daughter has graduated from high school. She's going to college, or, or she's been in college and she's going to the Peace Corps for Christmas. Uh, and so the parents decide that since she won't be there. They're, they'll save some money. They'll go on this. It's cruise a weird and, departure time. She leaves the yeah. day after Thanksgiving or yeah. on the day of Thanksgiving. 
It's the right, day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, so I think so. It, what, has she just been taking a semester off, or I want to know what what's Blair's deal? Like, yeah. were we just working at the Gap and we decided to get into the Peace Corps, and the Peace Corps said, you know, when we leave day after Thanksgiving, right before yeah. Christmas, it's time to go. It's the time we're gonna go. Just, I, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a convenient schedule, I would say. Uh, so then they they think she's gonna be gone for a year. They think yeah. they're not gonna see their only daughter for a year. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so Luther, the husband's big idea, we're taking Christmas off this year. We're going to uh, go on a no a Caribbean vacation. I thought I thought it was a cruise at first. Yeah, I think it's a cruise. Yeah, yeah it's a cruise, and um, we're not participating in any way we're going to save all of our christmas money and we're going to go on this uh tropical beach vacation where we we tan and get into shape beforehand so that we look good uh in our bathing suits the tradition the typical way that people treat these vacations and so he's not acknowledging christmas much to the chagrin of everybody around him who Mm -hmm. super acknowledges christmas one of the things I love about the movie, and I don't mean to take over your direction here. You asked what do I like. No, the second it. thing that I identified with, and I hope somebody can figure it out, and I'm going to look into it this weekend. I want to talk to the person who did Dan Aykroyd's war- wardrobe. <laughs> because I want every single thing that Dan Aykroyd wears in this movie. I'm sure they are like $500 to $1,000 jackets. Yeah. I'm sure that it's a cute little thing that Hollywood does that makes you look like, whoa, look at that jacket. It's so cool. I bet I could find something. And then you go find it, and it's actually like $560. Right. It's probably custom made for him. You, you can't buy it like that off the shelf. But yeah. I loved his whole vibe in this movie. <laughs> he, like, And it's funny, too, because like he's cast so well and and the kid who plays his son like the little yeah cast so well and it's like never in a million years would i have pictured them as like a father and son combo but in this movie yeah it's... what did he have him when he was like 40 yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he had a because it's dan Aykroyd. dan Aykroyd right. looks like he's like 50 55 in this movie and he's got a actually looks like he's an aged gentleman <laughs> yeah he's got a 12 year old you're like yeah what it's it's the old David Letterman that we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it's like I, I feel like their personality is the perfect fit. Like they work really well together. Uh and like I, I don't remember if I missed something, but I didn't even realize they were father and son until like somewhere near the end of the movie. And then when it clicked, I was like, "Oh yeah, well that's perfect." Like I don't really think it makes sense, but it makes sense to me. I I get it. They they play off well. To me, other. there's another movie to be made where we follow Dan Aykroyd during the Christmas yeah. season on this street where yeah. it's just where it's just it there I think there would be a bit more comedy and mm-hmm. I think there would be a bit more wholesome wholehearted Christmas feeling if we were to just follow his family throughout this movie here I'd yeah. be very into that an, an overwhelming sense of Christmas joy I think is what yeah. that, that movie would be I, I wanted to sign me up if they do that yeah. movie I'm into it Right. So the movie turns on a dime when, you know, they're, they're all preparing for this trip. And then Blair calls and says, Hey, I'm, I'm coming home, uh, from Peru. Uh, I'm on my way. I'll be there tomorrow. And so now they have to pivot and completely change their plans and put together a Christmas party, uh, with the shoestring budget they have left. Uh, and somehow their street unites to, 
like throw a a wonderful Christmas soiree together at the last minute. Um, They've been shunning the they've been shunning the carolers the whole movie. They've been telling the Boy Scouts who are selling Christmas trees all all movie we're not not into it. They've been telling the neighborhood kids and and Dan Aykroyd that we're not putting up Frosty on our roof this year. The snowman is not going up. Uh, They've been telling the police who knock on their door that they won't be donating to the police fund for Christmas that helps the orphans or whatever it does. They've been telling everybody they're not into Christmas. They're telling the old people across the street who are getting we're supposed to be believe believe that they're getting on in years that they're not. Excuse me, that they're not into Christmas this year. And then, like you said, it turns on a dime because not only is Blair coming home from Peru unexpectedly, she's coming home with a fiance. Yeah. Yeah, Enrique. Enrique is coming with them. Uh, Which, so, by the you... way, one problematic thing you <laughs> named from the movie. Yeah. One of the police officers is uh, Cheech? Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which, to the best of my knowledge, is a, a Latino gentleman. Or, or or at least in his family somewhere. Like I don't I don't know his exact heritage or whatever, but he's also holding up at the airport. He the, the police officers are the ones who are assigned to go pick up Blair and uh, Enrique. Mm-hmm. There's a point at which they're holding up the sign for Blair and Enrique at the ha- airport as though yep. they're like their chauffeurs. Yep. And we've spelled Enrique Enrique. The idea that they got that man Cheech Marin to hold up a sign that it was spelled like E N N R I C K Y A Y or it was like it was like N dash Reeky like yeah, R E E K Y it was ridiculous I, I, just the most butchered spelling for such a cheap joke yeah for yeah. just a, a a ridiculously cheap joke and it was one of those things that made me think like. One, it's really not even that funny. It wasn't even that funny in 04. You yeah. certainly couldn't do that today. But right. also, like, I guarantee you, y'all did Grisham wrong. Mm-hmm. Grish, Grisham wouldn't write that. No, no, no. That old, was not... Gr- old Grish is not, <laughs> he's not writing that one in. Y'all no. did him wrong here. No, that's that, that doesn't seem like a Grish joke to me. Yeah. um but yeah so the town you know not the town but the the street comes together holds this party um and everything uh, you know kind of goes off without a hitch uh there are problems along the way of course trying to throw this party together at the last minute uh tim allen falls off the roof uh with a extreme close-up you know breaks the snowman and you get this zany close-up of the man falling into the camera Um, two two problems can i list for you yeah yeah Canned ham is not good. No. How is it okay. anyone's favorite? <laughs> how how does somebody request? Blair has a favorite ham that apparently is only available around the holidays in this far-flung suburb of Chicago. To so mom is like hustling and bustling around the grocery store, hoping to find one of these hams. And there's only one in the whole grocery store. And she ends up fighting this lady for it doesn't get the ham and then she sees that a, ma- a gentleman has a ham in line all ready to pay for it and she pays an exorbitant amount canned ham i think even right now in 2022 i think is only like nine dollars right it's right it, it's can't it's like the leftover parts of ham all crammed together and thrown yeah. in a can 
Okay. And nobody's buying it for Christmas. It's it's a canned ham. It's just and so she's like going through all of this for a canned ham and ends up almost getting run over by an 18 wheeler because it's a whole physical comedy bit that she can't get this canned ham into her vehicle after she paid like a hundred dollars for it or whatever. And it just left me like, are there people that really enjoy canned ham this much? I know it's not a documentary, but surely there are no, there's nobody who's asking for a canned ham. The second part kind of tied to the hand canned ham. They don't explain who this stranger is, who nobody knows. They do. They do. And this was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. In my memory, they don't explain it well. They don't Mar- connect it. Yeah, it's it's. They don't explain it for a, 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 like except for like a throwaway line, okay, like a throwaway scene at the end of the movie. So, this this stranger like meets Jamie Lee Curtis at the the like liquor store. liquor store, and you know he's like, hey, I know you, and they have this conversation. Jamie Lee Curtis has no idea who this man is, but she still invites him to the party because it's a nice thing to do. And he shows up at the party, and he knows everybody knows everybody just incredibly intelligent and like no is a wonderful musician like just a lovely lovely man at the ending of the film you see this character in a santa claus costume like talk to tim allen after they've caught this thief that's trying to steal things from the house uh, uh-huh. and he he stops the assailant with an umbrella and says uh-huh. i told you you should have bought an umbrella because it he was at the beginning of the movie. At the very beginning of the movie, selling umbrellas. And that's who this person is. He's like, and you learn a lot from people, like when you try and sell things to, to people in the rain. That's like, that was his line. And I'm like, what a lovely character. I bought it. I bought it hook, line, and sinker. Like, I was fully on board with this random character. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm this I is a sweet to... man. I wanted to understand, like, like, are they saying he's like the like quintessential like christmas spirit like just like what if we were yeah. kind to everybody all throughout the year as we are the person selling the umbrellas in the rain or like were they trying to say that he's actually like some magic personified to be part of the story here i don't know it's unclear but it was because it was you're... weird and they yeah. almost made him seem creepy yes oh yeah Big time creepy. If you're at the liquor store and you're talking to a middle-aged woman and you say, oh, how's your daughter? And the middle-aged woman is like, I don't know you. Yeah. How do you know my daughter? Oh, by the way, come to our Christmas party. It's weird. Yeah, that's 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 sketchy. Uh, but then you're right. I forgot because then they, they completely ruin my Marty storyline because as the movie fades out to credits, uh, he is in his car with reindeer pulling his his car flying through the sky and i'm like what Why? that's what i'm saying is so yeah. so was he supposed to be like your father christmas or your 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 chris crank i don't know it's like they couldn't quite decide what they wanted so it just see it be. just feels clumsy and i wonder yeah. if grish i wonder if old grish handled that better in the book yeah i, I gotta I read this book so. now yeah i gotta read the, this book yeah by christmas day <laughs> yeah. have to oh, i'm, I'm at least christmas. gonna listen to this book yeah yeah, time time for an Audible subscription. Yeah, uh, I, I got Audible it. I think I got some. <laughs> I think I got some credits available to me, and I don't see why they couldn't go uh, to skipping Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I enjoyed about this movie uh, was I I'm a sucker for sentimentality and all of the stuff with the old couple that lives across the street. Uh, yeah, that was 
that got me. Like, I just thought, you know, they were very sweet. Uh, I like M. M. Emmett Walsh quite a bit, the actor who played the mm-hmm. the, the man. Uh, and I don't know what who who played his wife. I've never, I don't think I've seen her anything before. She looks vaguely she, familiar as yeah. like a you know character. Yeah, but they were just they were lovely, and everything with their their story, like. I I don't know. I'm I think I'm a sucker for those kind of storylines sometime and that that got me. So I was like, okay, you you're off the naughty list because me of all too, of this. Me too, and I hear you. He he you know, he ends up eventually scrapping his cruise plans because his daughter's going to be home and he can't tell her, "Hey, we're leaving on Christmas. You're on your own with your new fiance." So he goes across the street to the old couple he's been battling, you know, uh, playfully with throughout the whole movie and says, Hey, how about y'all take my, and is, is the, the wife of the couple had been diagnosed with like a terminal cancer situation. And yeah. I was watching it and I was thinking that's nice and that's lovely. And you're right. Look at this, this what look like hard soul melting. And now mm-hmm. he's having this moment with the elderly people across the street. And then I was thinking like, if you do get a cancer diagnosis, like how far are you along? What's going on? Yeah. Do you want to be on a boat? Cause like right. some, some bad stuff is about to happen. And I don't know what stage yeah. she's, I don't know what the prognosis is. They yeah. don't go into depth, but like, yeah, I guess you're thinking at that time, like I'm on borrowed time, might as well go sit in the sun. But then you're also thinking like, they did just say, I got some pretty serious cancer stuff starts yeah. to go downhill. How how like, much time do I have left? Like, yeah, do I have would, a week to take this trip? Would your doctor say you can get on the, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. a, I started having some, uh, you you just need to watch the movie. Shut up. Stop having the thoughts. Just watch the movie. (laughs) Exactly. It was nice that, uh, it was nice that, uh, who the people that the the person that a lot of people know as Santa Claus, like came through and gave somebody something for Christmas at the end. Yeah. Um, I will, I will say because I, there are things that I don't like about this movie. Uh, I find a lot of the middle section just, tedious like just a lot of the like preparing preparing for the trip like the stuff where it's like frustrating too like because it's like just just put the fucking snowman up (laughs) like just give in what's the point like that's no there's no skin off anybody's back there put the snowman up it's not costing you anything yeah you have it they're gonna help you like you're you're not gonna spend any money on christmas got it noted you have the snowman Put the thing up. You're Tim Allen. You are Mr. Home Improvement who likes to oh, oh, oh. just go up and put the snowman on your roof and then move along. That'll get them off of your back. Like, it's just little things like that where I'm like, are we really pushing the stubbornness that much that it is like almost just irrational? And I think the the part of me, I don't know, there's a there's maybe a skeptic part of me that was kind of like, I just don't like this. Like and then the 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 street people the the people who live on the street are uh you know so like pro Christmas that it just gets to the point where it's like just give them a break. Like they don't want to they don't want to celebrate Christmas. They're not into it. This is this is starting to feel this is starting to feel oppressive at this point. It's yeah, it's we're going past the point of pushy. And this is like we're otherizing these people now. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? This is this is not good. Did you think it was gratuitous that they put Jamie Lee in a bikini? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I did. And I thought that because she was standing there for so long too was the thing where it's like i get it you make the you know you make the joke and then move on have give her something to like cover herself with but you've got jamie lee curtis who's just kind of standing there for 
you know, a, a good scene and everybody in the mall is gathering around to look at her. The the other thing too, that uh, struck me is it's Oh four when this movie comes out. So they got a Catholic priest pretending to be all guffaw at sending, seeing a woman in a mall in a bikini. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, you know, you couldn't do that nowadays because nobody would believe the modesty from a Catholic priest. And I don't want to trigger yeah. anybody, but yeah. uh, nobody would believe this feigned modesty uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and buy it and be quiet about it and not make a joke. Right. You right. know what I mean? To, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But this this movie is uh, certainly PG. Like, it, it's very much the PG rating. It doesn't really push push anything but it does like you said earlier it gets away there's a with couple some of points with jamie lee curtis where she's like getting ready to have dining room table sex i guess yeah climbs on top of tim allen in bed and he's like oh and it's not even saturday <laughs> yeah so we got that joke but before that yeah. when when she he originally is going to pitch the idea that we're taking christmas off we're going to go on a cruise yeah. he goes into the other room like he says i have a surprise and oh, yeah. in her mind she's like Oh, he's about to come back, and now that we don't have a daughter in our house, we're just going to be doing it on the dining room table. Which I was like, "Well, Jamie, what, what's going on with Jamie Lee here? Like, <laughs> right? yeah. what's going on with the mom? Yeah, she's she's been she's been she's, ready for Blair to leave, she's puffing up her hair, and she's <laughs> undoing the buttons on her Christmas sweater vest, and yeah. she's like getting herself to where she appears a bit more uh, voluptuous. And I was thinking to myself, like. One, this gentleman here that's uh, uh, about to do his whole bit, not deserving, (laughs) doesn't doesn't deserve what's happening here with our our beautiful Jamie Lee Curtis. But two, take it easy. (laughs) It's still a dining room table. Take it easy. Right. Right. Those things cost money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any 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 final thoughts on this movie? I want to kind of wrap things up just because I know you got to go. But any closing thoughts? Is this did maybe did your opinion of this movie change? Like, is this something that you're not as positive on? Because I'll tell you, I this was on my naughty list going into this. And typically with movies that stay on there, I'm going to give them a lump of coal. I just Uh think they they deserve a lump of coal. I don't think this deserves a lump of coal. I think this is a perfectly fine movie. I don't know that it's something I'll incorporate into my traditional watches, but having watched it again, I'm not anti Christmas with the cranks anymore, unless people compare it to other Christmas movies that I find considerably better. Like that, you know, this is like, you have to watch this with a Christmas story. You have to watch this with a Christmas vacation. I'd be like, no, I don't <laughs> I'll watch those two and I'll be fine. But did you have any kind of change or are you still like, did this watch still kind of breed like, oh yeah, I like this movie. I have a feeling that this movie is going to be with me for a long time. Yeah. And I think that's because something happens when you have an experience with your kids that I guess starts to resemble a a tradition at some point. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a high probability we watch it again this season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But because it has become like my daughter loves the movie and she's nine. I don't know if my son will love it as he grows up, but he sat there watched it once or twice. And so because she's loved it, we'll at least give it another try next year to see if we can connect and have that, 
good memory of it again. And then if we do it then and have a good memory of it, we watch the movie, then we'll probably watch it the year after that because that's like how traditions work. Like that's what happens. Right. And so I can envision me being sentimental dad being like, you're home from college. You want to watch Christmas with the cranks. You used to love this when you were 11, you know? And so for the there, it's going to be foundational for me. Yeah. And maybe she still acknowledges that at 18 or 22, and maybe she doesn't, but at least we've done, we've watched the movie enough uh, at this point in time to form these memories and this tradition that I think I'll probably at the very least make an attempt to revisit it for quite some time. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what makes it really important is, you know, whether or not the movie is quote unquote good, it, hits the heart and if it hits it hits people a certain way like it it kind of goes past that that critical analysis and just becomes something that sits with you as something that that means something whether some guy sitting on his butt with a thumb says it's good or not you know yeah i think typical ideal i think this falls uh under the category of like solid drive-through hamburger you know yeah, like you know, there's a lot that goes into a drive-through hamburger that you don't mm-hmm. agree with the process, or maybe how the people are treated in the environment that the working situation is, or like maybe even the food itself. You don't necessarily know its origin. Like, there's a number of things that you could pick apart, but also yeah. it's five fifteen, and I can't get out of my car. I'm in a little bit of a hurry. It fits the setting that I'm in. I'm yeah. gonna stop through at uh, wherever Wendy's. Because I know what I'm getting, and that's what fits this moment right now. Yeah. And to me, that's what this is. If you wanted to sit there and pick it apart and tell me ways that it's not great, and you wanted to tell me how a fast food hamburger is not good for you, you could do that. (laughs) Yeah. Right? You could tell me how this isn't a great movie, and I would think – or I would listen to you and be like, you're making salient points, and it makes a lot of sense, and I can't negate you, but it's got cheese on it, and it's warm, (laughs) and the bread is soft. Yeah. I'm, who who doesn't fucking like those things? I'm I'm gonna eat it and I'm gonna be satisfied. So, yeah, like yeah. who doesn't like bread, meat, and cheese? Yeah, don't judge my hamburger. Yeah, what yeah. what are you a terrorist? Like you don't <laughs> like bread, meat, and cheese? There's a lot of bread and meat and cheese in this movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's like top level cuisine. I wouldn't compare it. Uh, you know, I say that now. I wouldn't compare it to like I have fond memories of a Christmas story and watching it with my stepdad when I was younger and watching how like worked up and you know the moments he'd be like, wait, 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 you gotta, you gotta, you know, where he's like into it, right? Yeah. And yeah. I have fond memories, and to me that that movie now sits in that space. And so right. if I were to watch it, there is no way I would ever be, I would ever be like there. I don't enjoy this movie anymore because that man is clearly 60 years old. How does he have a five-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. You right. know, like yeah. that to me, there's like no I don't care. enjoyment in that. Yeah. It's a classic. It's, yeah. it's foundational to who I am and the memories that I have during a time of year that I, I, I enjoy extremely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's got bread, meat and cheese. Yes. I'm in. Give yeah. me another one. Yeah. I want that hamburger. And yeah, Christmas of the Cranks is a hamburger that I'm glad I got a chance to it's, eat. Uh, real quick, I just want to say it's no gremlins yeah. and it's no plane trains and automobiles. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Those are just just in case it, anybody is want to judge me. Like I just yeah. want to get some of my actual tastes out there. Yeah. Okay. That's a fantastic it's, hamburger. <laughs> yeah. It's not those things. Right. Right. 
Uh, yeah. Still good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brad, as always, uh, this is a delight. Like, I just, I love getting to talk with you. Like, I'm glad. Uh, I'm thankful for the internet for reasons like this. I think I said that last time. And, but... It makes it awesome, right? The yeah. That we could just casually do this. This wasn't like something that you had to put in a whole bunch of planning and like make sure all the moving parts line up and everything. Yeah. Just like, hey, get in front of your computer around this time on this day. I'm going to do the same. Cool. Yeah. And it's nice. It's perfect. So, uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to plug, promote yourself on social media, promote your podcast, anything like that where people can check you out? You know, if you like listening to irreverent dads who, you know, sometimes talk about their experience of being dads or talk about how cats jump up on counters and expose their rare bottom to places where you eat and how we don't enjoy that. Um, we do have a podcast called Human Dads. It's literally everywhere you could get podcasts. And I think that's about as good as a description you're going to get me to give. It's either talking about cat butt being on eating surfaces or six-year-olds crying when they have to go see santa <laughs> sounds like a that sounds like a, a good list i'm not even a dad but that feels like uh a part of my life i can understand how dad if you're not a dad you might not want to listen to it so don't make me yeah i'm not trying to like do a full pitch here i fully get it the, the dad can be exclusionary when you when you don't have like you could sound like that guy oh you know i have kids like it could sound like we're not that guy we're not those people but it can right. sound that way so yeah i get uh, it I yeah. Again, Brad, it's just been just great talking with you and uh, we'll, we'll have to find another movie to casually get together to chat about or just life to get together and casually chat about. Hey man, if you want to tell me to watch a movie and then talk to you about it, I'll literally, seriously, you pick one as good or as bad. I'll, I'll go watch gone with the wind for you and talk about it. If that's what you're into, I'd do it. And I'm not even really into I those type of movies anymore. I won't subject you to gone with the wind where we'll, we'll find something that's actually fun to talk about. I was uh, thrilled to do it. Thank you for having me. I will do it literally every single time you ask. Once again, a huge, huge thank you to Brad Reddick. Uh, just great. Just I, I, I love getting to catch up with Brad. Uh, you know, the internet can be a shitty thing, uh, but it can also be a wonderful thing that has uh, uh, given me the opportunity to talk with people I haven't talked to in a long time. Uh, it's been a ton of fun. So thanks to Brad for, for another great conversation. Uh, that's going to do it. For this week's episode, uh, if you're interested, you can follow Fat Dude Digs Flicks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, even TikTok, even YouTube. Uh, just do a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks, and you will find me there. Uh, subscribe to this podcast, like this podcast, rate this podcast, review this podcast, share this podcast with your friends. Uh, like I always say, I'm going to keep doing this no matter what, but the best way to get more listeners, which really would be the, the greatest Christmas present of all, uh, the best way to get more listeners is with your help. So please, if you enjoy what we do, let it be known. Uh, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, and share it with your friends. If there are people out there that you're like, oh, you like movies, you, you want to listen to a podcast about movies, this is 
this is this is that. So so share this with your friends. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Oh, actually, before I say that, I should say that if you do subscribe to this podcast, uh, not only do you get Let's Talk About, but you also get the Criterion Break, which is a podcast where I am joined by two of my friends, Blake Genethan and Derek Verink, where we dive into the Criterion Collection proper and the Criterion Channel. We love those movies and we want to talk about them and criterion break gives us the forum to do that so if you like art house cinema independent cinema international cinema documentaries things like that movies that are a part of the criterion collection or criterion adjacent the criterion break is your bag baby um if you have any questions comments concerns recommendations would like to be a guest want us to watch something that we haven't seen please send an email to fatdudedigsflicks at gmail.com. I like having a conversation. Uh, I like being able to talk to new people. Uh, I like being able to see movies that I haven't seen. Uh, so please send an email my way if, uh, if you've got something to say. Uh, what else is there? Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, join the South Dakota Film Community Group. Uh, always good conversations going on there. Um, if we have any events coming, as far as like screenings or uh, people filming things or anything, just a meetup to, to chat, you'll find it there. There's always a good conversation to be had in that group too. Um, if you live in South Dakota, you know, it, it's more beneficial because it's local. But if you don't live in South Dakota and just want to like talk about movies with people, that's the place to do it. Um... Do I have anything else to plug? I'm trying to think. Is there anything else I'm supposed to say at the end of each episode? I plugged the the, the podcast. Plugged uh, the email. Uh, that's it. That's it. So, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, I don't know if if next week's episode will be on Tuesday or later in the week. I might hold off for New Year's Eve. So you might not get an episode until New Year's Eve uh, because we're going to end the year uh, in the naughty list with a bang. I am rewatching Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> so next week, if you want to hear me uh, discuss Zack Snyder's Justice League with a... Justice League super fan, Ryan Stoik, this is the place to do it. Uh, so come back here next week, possibly same fat time, definitely same fat channel, and let's talk about movies. Have a Merry Christmas. Be safe. Uh, yeah, most importantly, just be safe. Stay warm. It's cold here in South Dakota, uh, but please enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your holidays. Have a happy new year. All of that good stuff. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs. Fat.